Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. As usual, my name is Tommy. I'm your host here. Uh, Today, I just want to take a few minutes and talk through an idea that I was... uh, let Let me tell you how it came up. So I have wanted for three years to grow a watermelon. Like, I have thought about growing a watermelon so much because I love watermelon. Okay, I, I, like, I can't get enough of it. And if you know me, you know this is true. I'm not exaggerating this. Watermelon is what I eat. So for three years, I have tried to grow a watermelon. I had a vision to grow a watermelon. So every summer I've tried. Uh, I failed in the first two years. There were setbacks, but I knew I was going to grow a watermelon. Uh, the first time I tried it down at the farm where I hunt, of course, that didn't work because I couldn't water it enough and deer and whatnot. Tried it last year. I don't know what happened. Oh, I kept I kept picking them too early. So I never got one that was, every time I'd pick one, it was white or, you know, like light pink. I never got a juicy red watermelon. This morning, I got a juicy red watermelon because I continued to stay focused on the vision I had for growing a watermelon. My wife, Christy, uh, she leaves this morning. She is headed to Pikes Peak. Uh, she is going to a race where she is running 13 miles straight up a mountain, um, mountain, and and she has been working for this for a year, preparing. Uh, she found out uh, just this week that there's like 11 inches of snow coming to Pikes Peak, but that's not stopping her because she is focused on the vision. She has seen herself at the top of this, like she's working and, and preparing, and, and she's ready for this. She is driven. She is headed there. She is going to knock it out for a year. She's been focused on this. It's like she had a, she had a vision um, for what she was going to do, and she's pursuing it. I got another friend and this friend of mine, she just bought a car and, and she'd been looking at a lot of different cars and I'm not going to say her name because I don't want to embarrass her, but she was looking at a lot of different cars and, and some of the cars were really expensive. And eventually she decided, you know what, I'm not going to buy an expensive car. Uh, I'm going to buy something still nice, but substantially less expensive than what I was looking at. And why did she make that decision? She made that decision because God had given her a vision for her money. And the vision for her money didn't include, you know, $50,000, cars. So she was able to make the decision, get the car, but get the one that, 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 that fit better because she had a vision. My question is this today. Imagine yourself um, lying in your bed, reflecting, just sort of going back over the chapters of your life, asking yourself at some point, what did my life add up to? Did it really matter? What did I live for? You know, um, what was important? Will you be able to look back over your life and see that your life actually achieved the vision that God gave it? Now, all of those, uh, those three examples I just gave you are sort of micro examples, but I think what I want to talk about for just a minute today is this idea of having a vision for your life. I think a lot of people stumble through life with absolutely no vision, with no plan, with no plan for their family, no plan for their money, uh, no plan for, for, I don't know, no no plan for their, their free time, no plan for their stuff, no plan for their vote, like no plan for anything. And so we're just constantly tossed back and forth on waves, like, you know, like the Bible says, like an infant tossed back and forth. We just sort of follow whatever. And most people end up feeling uh, incredibly unfulfilled, if that's the word. I think that's the word, not fulfilled. Uh, they don't feel fulfilled financially. They don't feel fulfilled, fulfilled relationally. They don't feel fulfilled spiritually. They're certainly not fulfilled in their physical self because they have no vision for any of these parts of their life. I think we just end up sort of stumbling through life, hoping things happen. And when we stumble through life, hoping things happen, man, we end up 
in the wrong place. Proverbs 29, 18, this was King Solomon wrote this, and he was the wisest man to ever live, according to the Bible. He, God said, man, I'll give you anything you want, and King Solomon said, wisdom. Um, how many of us would have said that? That's why we're not the wisest people to ever live. That's why he is, I guess. But Proverbs 29, 18 says, where there is no vision, the people perish. And I think you can apply that to so many things. Where there is no vision, things perish. Dreams perish, relationships perish, money perishes, physical health perishes. Like, where there is no plan, where there is no vision, people perish. Guess from the time I was 18 till I was probably, gosh, I don't know, 28, 29, somewhere in there, I had absolutely no vision for my life. I just wandered around. Um, really, like, I remember I was in college uh, for like in and out of it all the time, but it wasn't like I had some like big grand plan. I, I didn't, I didn't understand what my life was really about. I went to college for the purpose of becoming a writer for Saturday Night Live. Um, I, that, that may come as interesting news, but that was my original plan. I wanted to write for Saturday. I didn't want to be on it. I wasn't an actor. I wanted to be a writer for Saturday Night Live. So that's one of the, the things, but then I, I think I wanted to be a psychologist. And then I think I wanted to be in sales and I think I wanted to be, uh, in advertising and I wanted to be in public relations. Like there was never really a vision for life. I'm always jealous of these people who I see, man, they're just like, they know what they're going to do and they're pushing towards it. People who have vision for different parts of their lives. Because it's so much easier to make a decision when you have a vision. It's so much easier to know how to use your resources and time when you have a plan. It's, it's the equivalent of like, it's easy to know how to get there when you know where you're going. Right? You, you guys, you're talking to someone who's chronically lost. I never, when I get in the car, uh, like, I have the hardest time remembering directions. I'm just directionally challenged. If you came into my office right now and said, point south... Uh, there's a 25% chance I'd get it right, I guess, but I probably wouldn't get it right. I'm just challenged in that. But when I know where I'm going and I can type in the directions in my little phone map, it'll tell me exactly how to get there. If I know where I'm going, figuring out how to get there, that's not always that hard. There's a way to do that. And so we just lack vision in our lives. And I don't think this is just like a little side thing. That's why I was one of the reasons, I, and I, I know y'all know I'm off the cuff, so I'm talking a little bit, but one of the reasons I was so happy when my son decided to go to the Air Guard was because I thought that would be a place where he would gain vision. As a matter of fact, I'm pulling up here the, the Air Force Creed. Listen, so everyone who joins the Air Force, they say this creed. It's like all, it's what they're saying at their graduation. They memorize this, and it says this, I am an American airman. I am a warrior. I have answered my nation's call. I am an American airman. My mission is to fly, fight, and win. I am faithful to a proud heritage, a tradition of honor, and a legacy of valor. I am an American airman, guardian of freedom and justice, my nation's sword and shield, its sentry and avenger. I defend my country with my life. I am an American airman, wingman, leader, warrior. I will never leave an airman behind. I will never falter, and I will never fail. Friends, that's vision. Like, right? That's, that's okay, here's who I am. Here's what that means. Here's how I live. And, and, the, and the idea is that every decision you make runs through that filter of this is how I'm supposed to live. By the way, the, the Marines have one. Army has one. Navy has one. But do you have one? Do you have one? Does your life have a purpose statement? 
Is there a vision for your life that you're running things through on a daily basis? I think one of the areas where we lack so severely is just even a vision for knowing God's word. Like this is the reason we're all so we're so often deceived. This is the reason we so end up just seeking these lives of self-preservation, which I think I'm going to talk about in the next podcast. I just want to sit on the topic of self-preservation in the next podcast because it's so prevalent. And it's super prevalent even in Christians. And so many Christians use the Bible to justify self-preservation because they haven't had a vision for really reading it and understanding it. They haven't truly had a, a vision for understanding the Bible as it was meant to be written. And so do we have a vision for this? Do I, like, is, is it written somewhere? Or do we just kind of pick up the Bible and casually read it when we feel like reading it? Is there a vision for our life? I think if we had a vision, um, it would probably direct our free time a little more. It might even uh, change the way we seek God's truth and might change the way we order our lives around God's truth. Do we have a vision for our life. How, how, how do we make these decisions? I talked about this in the last podcast. How do we make decisions? How do I make decisions on my free time? How do I make decisions on, I mean, for it, it, in most of our jobs, you know, the decision on our lunch break, the decision on vacation time, a lot of these things are made around what's good for the organization, right? And, you know, if you work for a pencil making factory, I'm guessing your lunch time, your breaks, um, your paycheck, a lot of a lot of the things center around what's best for the pencil making factory. Like that's how they came up with these things. But what about you? Even let's say you're preparing for this weekend and and you're you're gonna go out and you say, hey, honey, let's go grab dinner or whatever. How much are you gonna spend? Based on what? Based on what? Based on what matrix? Based on what decision? Where where will you go eat and where won't you go eat? I mean, will you, will you go to, you know, will you have Will you go to dinner and have a drink? Will you have 10 drinks? What filter, again, we're back on this. What filter are we running these decisions through? How are we making these decisions? What, what, what vision statement do we have for our lives? Recently, I met with, with the staff, and we, we all shared vision statements. And it was so cool to hear each person sort of God give, even though we share a collective vision. Right, we share of creating a place uh, that truly believes everyone needs Jesus and everyone is our responsibility. And inside that, we have these core values of knowing, growing, giving, serving, praising. So we have this corporate vision that we're all moving towards. But each one of us has an individual God-inspired vision for our area. And so the things we do must run through the filter of the corporate vision and our individual vision. And we as Christians, we all share a corporate vision. Go and make disciples, right? We all share a corporate vision of bringing um, the message of Jesus Christ to the world. But individually, how can I ever possibly make decisions about my life if I have no idea what my life is about? And so let, let me just share. I have a purpose statement for my life. And I'm really just refining this and thinking about this because I feel like too much of my life has not been directed around a vision. And so I don't want to get to the end of my life and have no ability to evaluate it, no ability to look back over it and say, man, I did the things. I was created to do. So here, let me just share my vision statement with you, and it's this. I want to be a vessel God uses to bring hope, share vision, and inspire growth, both personally and corporately. I am called to equip the saints of, for works of service through teaching, pastoring, and modeling. Okay, I want to be a vessel God uses to bring hope, to share vision, and inspire growth, both personally and corporately. I am called to equip the saints for works of service through teaching, pastoring, and modeling. Okay, that's what I believe I exist to do. 
And so every decision I make needs to somehow run through the filter. Is, is that moving me towards this or away from this? You know, if I, let's, I want to be a vessel of God that brings hope. So if that's, if that's like the core point of my being, am I allowed to walk around complaining all the time? Am I allowed to just walk around and say, man, this sucks and blah, 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 and I hate life? Am I allowed to walk around like Eeyore? Am I allowed to make constant Facebook posts that spread fear and spread hate and, and divide? Am I allowed to do that? If, if, if I am called to be a vessel that brings hope, I can't do that. Share vision. I have to think ahead. I have, to, I have to think about what I say and I have to think about how we as a church are moving Right, I have to think to inspire growth. If 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 part of my part of my uh, reason for being is to inspire growth in you and and in the church, don't I have to challenge you sometimes? Don't I have to say things that make us think? Can we all just can can I just say things we all agree with all the time? How does that inspire growth? To grow, we must occasionally be challenged, like any other muscle. It must be stretched and worked. And so to challenge, to, to inspire growth, I must occasionally challenge you. I'm called to equip through teaching and pastoring and modeling. And th- those things mean that's sort of how I need to order my day. Now, I, I think I really, that's good that I've got that. But how does that affect my resources and my time, my family? I think my next step is going to be taking that and writing an individual vision for each one. Okay, because this is my life plan, what does this mean for my family? And then I need to write that. What does this mean for my, for my resources, my money? I need to write that. What does this mean for my free time? I need to write that. And so those are the next steps for me. But I want to move towards a life of a focus. That doesn't mean every moment of every day has to, I'm never going to, that's not who I am. And you know that. It's not who I am. But I want to have, I want to have purpose. I want to look back over things one day and go, ah, oh, yeah. Yeah, God, I see it. I see what you created me to do, and I did it. When, 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 I, when I do uh, have uh, you know, resources, I want, to, I want to use them in a way that, that I feel is pushing towards a vision. With my friendships and my relationships and my family, and, and again, even with my vote and even with all these other things, I want these things to run through this filter of this is what I exist to do. Are my choices moving towards that or away from that? And without some sort of vision, I don't know how you get there. Without knowing where you're going, I don't know how you map it out. So what about you? Do you have a vision for your life? Does any part of your life have a vision? You have a vision for your finances. You have a vision for your free time, a vision for your job. You have a, for anything. Or are we just wandering around day to day, following whatever's shiny, like, like kitty cats, like a whole bunch of kitty cats, just chasing shiny things. There's a book um, Craig Rochelle wrote, and I I read it years ago. It's called Kazon. It's Hebrew. I think it's pronounced Kazon or something like that. But like, uh, and I'm, I wasn't making, that's literally how, how I think he told us to pronounce it. But I would encourage you maybe to pick that up and check it out. But if you do have a vision and you want to share it, man, I'd love to hear it. Email me, tommy at thegracechurch.net. Maybe you want to share your vision with somebody and maybe you'll decide that I can be that person. I love you guys. Thank you for listening. Um, vision, it matters. Where are you going? Where are you going? What decisions will you make today to get there? Love you. Talk to you soon. Jones out.
will you be able to look back over your life and see that your life actually achieved the vision that God gave it? Now, all of those, uh, those three examples I just gave you are sort of micro examples, but I think what I want to talk about for just a minute today is this idea of having a vision for your life. I think a lot of people stumble through life with absolutely no vision, with no plan, with no plan for their family, no plan for their money, uh, no plan for, for, I don't know, no no plan for their, their free time, no plan for their stuff, no plan for their vote, like no plan for anything. And so we're just constantly tossed back and forth on waves, like, you know, like the Bible says, like an infant tossed back and forth. We just sort of follow whatever. And most people end up feeling uh, incredibly unfulfilled, if that's the word. I think that's the word, not fulfilled. Uh, they don't feel fulfilled financially. They don't feel fulfilled, fulfilled relationally. They don't feel fulfilled spiritually. They're certainly not fulfilled in their physical self because they have no vision for any of these parts of their life. 